You're listening to the New Song Students Podcast. I'm Jackson, and I'm the student pastor at New Song Church, located in Oklahoma City. We hope this message builds your faith and helps you to know God better in a greater way today. Enjoy the message. New Song Students, how are you guys doing tonight? Good to see you. Glad to be with you. Tonight, look, I've been looking forward to this all week. I've been praying over you all week, thinking about what God would have me say to you all week. I'll be honest with you, Monday and Tuesday, I was struggling. I had this word I was trying to make work, and I couldn't make it work. And then last night, I was like, okay, Lord, what do you want to say? And he gave me a word, and it is a hot, fresh word. I got some nuggets of wisdom for you tonight. In fact, I was sitting there last night, and I was like, this is going to be some hot nugs for these guys. So, so I, I text Jackson, I was like, hey, I got some hot nugs from the Word of God, and I want to give these guys some hot nugs before. So that's why we had Chick-fil-A chicken nuggets out there. Hopefully you guys enjoyed those. I think there's still some left. Make sure you grab some pocketfuls before you leave. Do the whole Napoleon Dynamite thing. Just stick them in your pocket, pull them out later, enjoy them. It's going to be a good night. And by the way, I just want to say, uh, one, I want you to understand something. Um, as, the, as the pastor, lead pastor of this church, I want you to know how much we value you and love you. And we don't love a future version of you. We love you right where you are today, uh, right where you find yourself right now. As a teenager, young person, young leader, wherever you find yourself, we love you. And we are looking forward to what God has in store for you. You know, I, I, looked, I was thinking today about when I was growing up in church and I, it was really neat. I got to be a part of a really impactful youth ministry in the mid-90s. That's when I was growing up. In fact, it was the largest youth ministry in America. And I got to grow up there, be a part of that. I got to be a youth pastor there later on. And so much of what God did in my life and who I am today uh, was founded in that season growing up at that church and developing there. And so I know that God's doing stuff in your life right now. He's... Yeah. He's planting things inside your heart. He's giving you vision for things. And so uh, don't, don't, uh, don't neglect the, your youth right now. This is an important season. I know God has something for you. And, and I think one of the ways you can know how much God has for you is you look around at the leaders that God has put in this church and in this youth ministry. Oh, my goodness. Like, you guys have some awesome, awesome people, and, and none greater than Jackson Wilson, man. Jackson. <laughs> Is so, I don't know if you guys know how cool Jackson is. Like, I don't know. I don't think you get it. I really don't. Jackson is like the coolest youth pastor ever. He was at my house a couple weeks ago, and we were, we were uh, sometimes I'll just call up the guys and be like, hey, I got a project, and I make these guys come work at my house for a little bit. So they were tearing out some cabinets. And after they were done, we're out in the driveway, and Jackson just pulls out a skateboard and just starts doing kick flips and ollies and stuff. And I'm just like, bro, what the heck? Like, is there anything you can't do? Like, he's a savant, like Jackson Wilson. So, uh, man, Jackson, I love you. I'm proud of you. And, uh, you know, I met Jackson when he was in high school. He served with me and my kids' ministry at Gateway Church. And so I've been with Jackson a long time. And the sky is the limit for that dude. And so um, I just want you to know, we, we're proud of you guys. Lots of cool things are in store for New Song students, just so you know. In the fall, we are going to hit this thing hard. Um, we, I'm sure you guys have already talked about this, but Maddie, we, we've hired Maddie full-time, and she's working to be a worship leader here for you. 
She's going to be uh, building a band and like full-on band we're going to have. And we're really going to go for it in the fall, like growing this thing, making you have a hot like youth ministry that you are excited about and looking forward to. I know it's been the best day of the week, but we're going to make it even better. It's going to be so, so great. So uh, really excited about what the fall has in store. Tonight I want to talk to you about honor. Everybody say honor. honor. I want to talk to you about Honor and how uh, I got I got four I got a four piece nugget set for you tonight. I know sometimes you like the six count, the twelve count. Some of you like the twenty count. Any twenty counters in here? Some of you, but I'm telling you, these four nugs I got for you they're they're big nugs and they're 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 juicy. They're good. They're gonna they're gonna fill you up. Okay. So I got four nugs related to honor tonight that I think are going to really, really help you. So would you bow your heads and close your eyes? Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Lord, we thank you for this evening. Thank you for your word. Lord, we don't take it lightly that we can open up the word of God and commune with you and hear from you. We know that your presence is here with us tonight. And so I just pray tonight that it would be an impactful evening for us, that your word would come alive, that we would leave tonight different than how we came into this place. Pray that the eyes of our understanding would be enlightened. You give us the mind of Christ. Help us to think thoughts higher than the thoughts of this world. Help us to be the people you've called us to be, kingdom now people. In our time, Lord, let us be the ones who step up and lead and make a difference in a world that desperately needs it. So God, we thank you tonight that you help us, Holy Spirit, make this word personal to each and every person that's here tonight. We thank you for it in Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. We're talking about honor. Honor is a big deal. You're taking notes tonight, write that down. Honor is a big deal. And you can actually add this to the end of that. Honor is a big deal to God. Honor is a big deal to God. When you study the Bible, you're going to discover that there's extreme weight placed on how you walk in, in, in honor, in the measure of honor that you walk in and come under in your life. In fact, it's interesting when you study scripture and you read the Bible, one of the things you're going to discover is oftentimes when it talks about honor in the Bible, right around it, it talks about a reward. There's a reward related to honor. And so God wants to bless you. You know that, right? God loves you. He wants to bless you. He has rewards for you. He has things he wants you to step into. God wants to have his hand in your life but, but the level of honor that you're willing to walk in and walk under will determine how much reward you have on your life. And listen, if you don't operate and function understanding the importance of honor, it will actually bring a curse and keep you from some of the things God has for you. So honor is a big, big deal. In fact, it's such a big deal. Think about this. God created the, the, the Ten Commandments, right? In Exodus, you know about the Ten Commandments? Yeah. So these are ten things that God laid out for the Israelite people. And by the way, the, the Ten Commandments have not completely passed away. We still operate under the Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments don't make us in right standing with God, but they're still good things to, to function under, right? Like thou shalt not kill, that's still good. We still, we're still down for that, right? You know, we, we want to do that. But so, so think about this. There's 10 things that God was like, okay, these 10 things, let's really focus in on these 10 things. One of them is honor. It says this in Exodus 20, verse 12. It says, honor your father and mother. Somebody say honor. honor. Tap the person beside you and say honor. honor. 
Honor your father and mother that your days, check this out, may be long upon the land which the Lord your God is giving you. So honor is a big enough deal that it made God's top 10 list. Honor. It's a big deal. And so it's so important that we understand how to operate and function and walk in this thing called honor. And, and if you don't, listen, you're going to miss out. In fact, did you know there's one occasion in the Bible, Mark chapter 6, if you want to turn there, you want to click over there, you want to make a note of this, where Jesus was doing ministry, but Jesus couldn't do the kind of ministry he wanted to do. The story, Jesus shows up in his hometown and, you know, Jesus is full on doing ministry at this point. Like, he goes up to people who are blind, lays hands on them, speaks over them, and they can see. Jesus prays for someone who's deaf. They can't hear, and all of a sudden they can hear. Someone's crippled, and now they can walk. Someone has leprosy, and now they're clean. Like, this is Jesus. He's walking on water. Like, he's doing some crazy stuff. The Bible says he went about doing good and healing all, and yet in this verse, he shows up somewhere, and he's not able to do what he's normally able to do. And it's not that he chooses not to do it. He can't do it. Look at this with me. Mark chapter 6, verse 5, it says, He could do no mighty work there. He shows up in his hometown, and he can't do what he can normally do. Why is that? Well, we're told in the verse before. Look at this, Mark 6, verse 4. Jesus said unto them, A prophet is not without, look at this, honor except in his hometown and among his relatives in his household. So what Jesus is saying here is he shows up in his hometown and the people don't treat him with the proper honor. And because they don't honor him the right way, it restrains his ability. It restricts his ability to move in the life of people. He wants to help people. He wants to heal people. But he's restrained in his ability. It doesn't say he wouldn't do no mighty work. It says he couldn't do a mighty work. Let me ask you something. Is it possible that maybe God wants to do a mighty work in your life, a mighty work through your life, but because you're not operating and functioning in honor the way you're supposed to, God's ability to do what he wants to do is being restrained and withheld from you? Is it possible? I think it is. So it's important that we understand how to walk in honor. Because I don't know about you, I don't want the work of God to be restrained from my life. I don't want to be missing out on the blessing God wants to do. I don't want to miss out on God healing people through my life, ministering to people through my life. That's important to me. So I want to make sure I understand how to walk in honor. Okay, so I got four nuggets for you. Here is the first nugget, and it goes right with this idea first. You are to honor first. If you take a note, write that down. Honor first. Honor first. Or let me say it this way. Honor God first. Or let me say it this way. Put God first. God wants to be first in your life. I've said this before at New Song Church. If you've been coming, you probably heard me say it. Jesus did not die on the cross so he could have the possibility of cracking your top 10 list. He didn't want to just be in the top you know, values of your life. He wants to be numero uno, number one. God wants to be number one. Now listen, God doesn't care if you love other things. He wants you to enjoy other things. He just wants to be number one. He wants you to put him first. Proverbs 3 verse 6 says it like this. In everything you do, somebody say everything. Everything. Say these next three words with me. Put God first. Say it again like you mean it. Put God first. Now look at this, look at this. And he will direct you, he'll show you where to go, and crown your efforts with success. How many of that sounds good? 
And when you go to do something that God is behind you, backing you, helping you to be successful in whatever you set your hands to will prosper. Sound familiar? That's what God wants to do. But it, 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 it's important. And if that's going to happen, you have to honor God by putting him first in your life. When I was 17 years old, um, I had gone to a youth camp that summer. This is between my junior year and my high school, or my junior year and my senior year of high school. And so I'd gone to this camp, and I'm going to be totally honest with you. The reason I went to the camp is because there was this really hot girl going to the camp. And so my heart was not to go to this camp and spend some time, you know, with some other kids. My heart was to get this girl to like me. That's why I went to camp. So my heart was in the wrong place. But I thought, man, if I can spend a week with this girl, I, I, I trust my mojo enough. I can make this happen. So, so I'm at camp, and I'm pursuing this girl. And sure enough, like things are going really well. Um, but it's the last night of camp, and I'm at chapel. And I'm sitting by her. Things have really progressed nicely throughout the week. And I'm sitting at chapel. And this night was different. Like, worship was just different this night. And I found myself, like at every other chapel, I'm just kind of sitting there thinking about this girl. You know how that is? But this time, I'm actually connecting with God. And I can sense, like, there was a tug in my heart taking place. And at the end of worship, the, the minister got up and he started talking about the call of God on your life. And man, it was like he was talking to me. I mean, I was completely locked in. And towards the end of the message, he started talking about having a call to go into ministry on your life. Now, I've been, you know, raised in a home. My parents were ministered, but I never once thought about going into like full-time ministry. But as he was talking about this, I'm telling you, it was all over me. I knew he was talking to me and I knew this moment was for me. And so I'm sitting there, and, and this is how I know it was God. I had forgotten about the girl. I wasn't even thinking about her. And I was sitting there, and he started saying, I know there's some of you tonight, God is calling you into ministry. And as he's saying that, like I'm sitting there in my chair, and like my legs are shaking, like I'm just going, I'm going for it. If he asks people to go for it, I'm going for it. And just so you know, I never did stuff like that. Like I had it all, I was very prideful. I, I, I didn't do stuff like that. I was a preacher's kid. I thought I was better than everybody else. I wasn't, but I thought I was. But I knew I was supposed to go forward. And so he said, if that's you, you, you got a call on your life. I want you to come down. And so I, I was one of the first people to go down. And I remember he, he went through and he laid his hand on, on every person that was there. And when he got to me, he started to prophesy over me. Prophesy means that he began to talk about things. Like God was showing him things about me and the call of God on my life that he began to speak. And, and he was talking about how there was a significant call. And a, and a kingdom, a, a large kingdom impact in ministry and church that I was going to lead. And as he's doing this and, and praying for me, I had my eyes closed and I got this picture. I could see myself like I was, it's like I was outside of my own body and I could see myself standing on a stage from behind. And there was this sea of people in front of me, just thousands and thousands of people. And I just knew, man, God has called me to ministry and he's called me to something significant. Something that's going to make a big impact on the kingdom of God. And so chapel ends, and I leave the chapel, and I'm going, now what? Like, what do I do with this? I remember walking around, like we had, you know, act we're supposed to go to activities that night. Like, go hang out and do water balloons and stuff. And I'm just walking around in a daze, like, what am I supposed to do with this? There was no, like, no, here's the next step. There was none of that. It was just, good luck. 
you know? So, so I remember, I, thank God, I had godly parents. I loved the Lord, loved the word. I went home and I told my parents about the whole thing. And I remember my dad sat me down and he said, all right, here's what you do. And he opened up his Bible to Matthew 6, 33. Matthew 6, 33. You guys got that verse? If you do, can you slap it up there for me? Matthew 6, 33. Look at this. It says, seek first the kingdom. Somebody say first. first. So we're talking about honoring God first, right? Yeah. Seek first the kingdom of God. So that's seeking first God's way of doing things being brought into this earth. Yeah. Doing things God's way. I'm going to seek that first. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. It means keeping yourself in a place of right standing with God. You're, right, you're in righteousness. Righteousness is what you, the right standing you have with God because of Jesus Christ. But it's living in accordance with that. Right. Staying focused on what Jesus has done for you and keeping that in the fore, forefront of your mind. And all these things, all these things, how many things? All. all these things will be added unto you. My dad looked at me, read me this verse, and then he said, here's the thing, Josh, I have no doubt in my mind that God's called you to ministry. But here's what you do next. Go to school, play sports, date girls, do everything you do, and put God first. You don't have to know all the steps. You just take the step that's right in front of you with God at the center of it. And man, I was like, this is so simple. Doesn't that just simplify things for you? You don't have to have it all figured out. You have to know what you're going to do for the rest of your life. I, I haven't known, I didn't know Two years ago, what was going on like I do today? Like things change all the time. But you know what I discovered? If I'll just seek God and put him first in every step, he'll, he'll order my steps. Yeah, so and he'll make a way. And things will just work out. And they worked out. I got married to a girl. Wait, kick, you've seen my wife. I way out kicked my coverage on that one. <laughs> but I was seeking God first. And so he gave me Sarah. And then he, I, I, I started working in, after I graduated, I ended up becoming a graphic designer at my church. And then I became a worship leader in my church. And I became a, a youth pastor in my church. And then I moved into children's ministry and each and every step. And now it's, it's interesting because now I lead the church. I have my hand in all these different areas. But God was shaping me and forming me and preparing me because, see, God sees the end from the beginning. And so as we seek him, he orders our steps. It shows us exactly where to go. The Bible says this in Psalms 37, 4. Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Here's what that means. He'll give you the desires you need to desire. So he'll make you want the things that God wants you to want. And then he'll give you those desires. So he gives you the desire, and then he gives you the ability to attain it. Isn't that great? So God wants to simplify things. So, so here, here it is, guys. Understand this about God, okay? Let's you know something. You know what the dream of God is? It's you. You're God's dream. His dream is to be close to you. Like that's what he wants. So here's the deal. If you work to give God his dream, he'll give you yours. If you seek to fulfill the heart of God, he'll seek to fulfill your heart. You just put God first in everything you do and he'll walk you through and get you to where he wants you to go. Can I get an amen, New Song students? So number one, we're going to put God first. We're going to honor God first. Number two, here's the second thing, second nugget for you this tonight. That first one was pretty juicy. Here's the second one, honor up. Honor up. So honor first and then honor up. 
honor up. Romans 13, verse 1. Look at this verse. It says, all authority. How much authority? All, all authority comes from God. <laughs> all authority. Okay, now I'm looking at this room. I see a lot of good-looking, smart-looking people. So I'm going to ask you some questions here. Does all include your parents? Does all include your teachers? Yes. Does all include the lunch lady? Yes. Does all include politicians? Yes. Yeah. All authority. All authority is from the Lord. Now, we may not understand it, but it's not our job to understand it. Because guess what? There's something you need to know. You ain't that smart. God's a lot smarter. He knows all. You don't. You're finite in your understanding. So you don't get it all. You don't see what God's doing. You don't see the big plan. We think we do. We have no idea. But God knows. And he says all authority, he comes from him. He's set in place. So it's our job. Listen, it's our job to honor the authority that's been placed above us. Now, that doesn't mean you have to always agree with it. But there's a big difference between disagreeing with authority and dishonoring authority. I'm going to say that again. You need, to, you need to get that. There's a big difference between disagreeing with authority and dishonoring authority. You may disagree with authority. I disagree with some of the authority that exists in our country politically. But I ain't going to dishonor it. Because if I dishonor that authority, I'm stepping out of God's plan and will for my life. It's a big deal. 1 Peter 3.10 says this, if you want to enjoy life and see many happy days. How many of that sounds pretty good? Many happy days. Enjoyable life. Sound good? Look at this. Keep your tongue from speaking evil. So that means watch what you say. Why? Because your tongue, see, when the Bible talks about your tongue, it's talking about your words. And your words are powerful. The Bible says through your words, you have the power to create life and death. The Bible says in James 3, our words, our tongue, have the ability to ignite a fire and set the world ablaze. The Bible says that our words in Ephesians 5, our words can be like water that's refreshing and satisfying and cleansing. So get this, your words can either set stuff on fire or they can quench things and even put out the fire. So I got these, these jugs here today, these containers here, and one of them is full of water. And the other is full of fuel. Now, I'm not going to do any pyro kind of crazy stuff here tonight. But here's the deal. If there was a little flame here on this stage, just a little flame burning, I have the ability to either douse that and put it out or turn it into a raging inferno. If I put the water on that flame, I can put it out and make it end. And it, it, its power is gone. If I put the fuel on it, then I can make it stronger than ever before. Yeah. See, you have a container. It's called your mouth. And out of it, you have the ability to either douse the fire and make it blow up, or you have the ability to put it out. My question is, what are you doing with your words? Are you the kind of person that you're using your words to put out fires? Or are you the kind of person that you're using your words and you're causing infernos to erupt all around you. Yeah, exactly. Our words are a big deal. We've got to watch what we say. 
You may say, well, some of this stuff, I'm not, it's, I don't mean anything by it. I'm just kind of harmless. I'm just saying, you know, telling it like it is. Just saying whatever it is I want to say, you know. Just, I just need to get it off my chest. It's harmless. Not according to Jesus. Jesus says this in Matthew 25, 40. Truly, I tell you. When Jesus says truly, here's what he means. This is the truth. <laughs> he says, whatever you did... For one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. Whatever you said about one of the least of these, you said about me. That's what Jesus is saying. How you honor people, this is what Jesus is saying. How you honor people is how you honor Jesus. The authority he's placed in your life, because all authority comes from him. If there's authority that's been placed in your life, and you're dishonoring that authority, speaking negatively about it, mocking people, making fun of people, ridiculing your teachers, political leaders, your parents. Wow. Jesus says, you're not talking about them. You're talking about me. Yeah. Honor's a big deal. Yeah, Turn to the person beside you and say, I'm, a, I'm awoke. I'm awoke. I'm waking up. So how are you talking about your parents? How are you talking about your teachers? Pay attention. 1 Peter 2.17, make the master proud of you by being good citizens. Respect the authorities, whatever their level. I'm giving you guys the word tonight. Is that okay? You guys good with the word? <laughs> they are God's emissaries for keeping order. In other words, they're representatives. It is God's will that by doing good, you might cure the ignorance of the fools who think you're a danger to society. Exercise, check this out. Exercise your freedom by serving God, not by breaking rules. Man, Treat good. everyone. Somebody say everyone. everyone. Treat everyone with you meet with dignity. Love your spiritual family. Your spiritual family, that's the people around you. You got to love them. Turn to the person beside you and say, I love you. You guys are awesome. Look at this. Revere God. Now look at this. Look at this. Last, last little thing. Respect the government. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Honor up. Pay attention. The authority that's above you, God put it there. It's okay to disagree with it, but don't dishonor it. Amen? Here's number three, third nugget. Honor around. So we honor God as the ultimate authority first. You honor the authority above you, but honor around. Realize this. Honor isn't just something reserved for the people that are above you. Honor is also something you should be walking in hand in hand with the people around you. God wants you to honor your friends. So how you talk about your friends, how you talk about your classmates, God says how you talk about them, what you do with them, how you honor them is how you honor him. So let me ask you girls, when that juicy nugget comes across to you, someone comes up to you and they say, you're not going to believe what I just heard about so-and-so. What are you doing in that moment? What are you doing? Which, which container are you grabbing? Are you, are you the one that goes, hey, is that true? Do you really know that that's true? Or are you the person going, let's light this up. Let's get a barbecue going. I don't like them anyway. And listen, even if they really did do it, it's still not your place. Guys, how do you do this? I, I'm a guy, okay? I remember growing up. 
Guys pick on each other constantly, don't we? Like we totally, we razz each other. We're always sarcastic. My son had a birthday party the other day. A bunch of boys at my house. They were so sarcastic. It was nuts. Yeah. They had some ice cream and they showed their childhoodness in that moment. They got all fired up on sugar and were just talking a million miles an hour. It was awesome. But anyways, guys like to, to, to razz each other and harass each other. And listen, I'm not saying all that's bad, but, but do you ever like use your words to honor each other? And maybe you're sitting here going, oh, that, that sounds cringy, right? Does that feel cringy to you? If so, listen, your heart's in the wrong place. Because, you know, as a Christian, the Bible says this in Hebrews 10, 24, let us consider. In other words, we got to think about this. To consider something means you got to make a point to think about it. Consider how we may spur one another on. You know what spur one another on means? I used to have a horse and you put spurs on. And when you kick that horse, he goes, right? So he's saying how you get someone to go forward, ahead, spur one another on towards good deeds, encouraging one another. You know what encourage means? Put courage in. Encourage. Put courage in. That's what encouraging is. You ever had somebody that you care about that came up to you and was just like, you're awesome. I'm so proud of you. You're doing such a great job. That's encouraging. Like there's something that rises up inside of you. So often what we do is we discourage. We, we, we try to pull courage out of people. What, who are you with your friends? Are you honoring those around you? Are you putting courage in them? Or are you pulling courage out of them? I'm telling you, if you want to see the hand of God on your life and the blessing of God in your life, you have to honor the people around you. Honor your friends. Encourage your friends. In fact, I'd encourage you this week. Let me give you a challenge this week. Tell someone in your life that's a friend of yours how much they mean to you. They don't have to be weird or creepy. You know, it's like, hey, David, I love you, man. I'm so proud of you. You're awesome. You're a great guy. You're doing a great job. I'm glad you're in my life. You're a great father, great leader, and your tattoo's cool. There you go. See, it's no big deal. Just be that kind of person. Encourage people around you. How you feeling, David? Feeling good? Encourage. Ready, ready to go bench press some nuggets? There you go. For some of you, here's what you need to do. If you're struggling with this, here's where we struggle, right? We struggle with our words, right? We struggle because we just say stuff and we get kind of in a pattern of this. So here's what some of you need to do. Okay, ready? Here's what you need to do. Shut up. James 1.19 tells us that we should be slow to speak. So often we're quick to speak, quick to get our opinion out there. Slow down. Some of you just need to zip your lip, all right? Be quiet. Honor those around you. If it's not true, don't share it. Don't gossip. Don't backbite. Don't spread rumors. How, what's the Holy Spirit saying to you about this? Yeah. Right? It's good. Yeah. It's good. And then here's the last one. Honor around. Number four, honor down. Honor down. We honor up. God first. Honor the authority above us. We honor around us. And we honor down. We honor the people, sometimes the people that are lower than us. Sometimes the people that can do nothing for you. When I was in fifth grade, it was the last day of school. And some of you just had this last day of school. Is everybody out of school now? 
Everybody, everybody, no, some of you are still in school. Sorry. You know, it hasn't been the greatest first few days of summer, though, has it, for those of us who are out? Like, it's been all cloudy and anyway. But it was the last day of school. And so the school I went to had about 400 students in it, kindergarten through seniors. Like, that was a whole school. It was a private Christian school. And uh, so it was the last day of school, and we were all in the same building. And as a fifth grader, we got to have like this really long, at the end of the day, like extended recess, like the last three hours of school, we we're just outside. And so we were playing football and we had a little Nerf football out there. Me and my buddies, that's what we love to do. And so there was about 10 of us out there playing football. And all of a sudden, these two high school seniors that were like the stars on the football team came out. The quarterback of our high school football team and, and the, the star wide receiver. The star wide receiver had a college scholarship. The quarterback was good. I mean, these guys were like my heroes. And they come out, and I remember they, they, they saw us out there, and they were like, hey, can we play? And I remember being like, yes, you can play. You, your captains pick your teams. Let's go. It was like the greatest. And so they, they picked us. And I remember I got on the quarterback's team, and it was like for the next 45 minutes, like one of the most incredible moments of my life. He's calling plays. He's encouraging us. He's telling us stuff. I remember him like high-fiving me, telling me, man, you're going to be a great football player in high school. And it was just like, oh, it was awesome. <laughs> and I remember that night as a fifth grader, I was always a little bit of a deep thinker. I was going to bed that night. And I was just kind of reflecting on my day. And I was reflecting on that moment and just how amazing that moment was, how cool that day was. And I remember thinking as a fifth grade little boy, someday when I'm big like that, because you remember when you were in elementary school, like high school people feel like they're so big. And then you get to high school and you still feel like a kid. And just so you know, I'm 41 years old. I still feel like a kid. <laughs> you never really grow up. But when you're little, like you, high school, they're like men and women. That's a woman. You know? And so, so I, I, I remember thinking that night when I'm big like that, when I'm a man, I'm going to be nice to the little kids too. And I was, when I got bigger and I was an athlete and I was playing basketball in high school, I was nice to the little kids and I was a late bloomer. So I always had a place in my heart for those kids that, that grew late in life. I grew seven inches one summer, uh, between my sophomore and junior years when I had this huge growth spurt before that I was little tiny. I didn't gain any weight, but I grew tall anyway. And so I, I would always look for that kid. That's a little short. And I would say, Hey man, I was short. But I spoke the word and I got tall. And I just encourage him, be nice to him. And, and it was just, it just marked me. Now those kids could do nothing for me, but I sure could do something for them. You know, sometimes here's the thing about honor. We can honor people, and, and a lot of times the people that we honor, we can actually receive something from them. Like when you honor your parents, um, God will reward you for that, but your parents will also too. Like you know, my kids honor me, like go out of their way to do stuff for me. Listen, dad's wallet opens up, okay? Because I love them. And it blesses me to see them choose to be that way. You know, Gus wants a new pair of shoes. You honor dad, boom, there you go. That's what you got to do. Uh, like your teachers, you, can, you honor a teacher, respect a teacher. You can have some favor with a teacher. You know, you're late on an assignment. They may give you some grace. They may help, you know, yeah, you missed that kind of, but we'll, give, we'll let you by. You honor your coaches. You may get more playing time. You may get, 
you know, have to run less sprints of practice. There's, there's things that people can do around you sometimes. But there are certain people that they can't do anything for you. What are you doing for those people? See, here's, here's a principle that you need to understand. When you honor someone that can't bless you, it forces God to be the one who blesses you. The Bible says this, look at this, Matthew 10, 42. And whoever, whoever, who's whoever? Whoever. Are you a whoever? Yes. You can be a whoever. You don't have to be a whoever, but you can be. Whoever gives to one of these little ones, these who are humble in rank or influence. In other words, they, they can't, they're little, they can't do much for you. Or maybe they don't have the ability to, to give back to you in any way. It says, if you give them even a cup of cold water to drink, because he is my disciple, truly I say to you, he will not lose his reward. There it is again. There's a reward when you honor the right way. My question to you is, who is it in your life that you could honor that has nothing to offer you? You know what I would love to see happen, New Song students? I would love to see some of you guys come help us by serving in the kids' classes here at the church. I would love to see some of you step up and be willing to say, I understand I've got some influence with these little kids and my life could make a huge impact on them. You know, some of you girls going into, like my daughter, Sunny, who's seven, you go in and she sees you, you're like a woman to her. And, and she looks up, because see, here's how honor works and here's how influence works. You're always influenced by the generation above you. You always look up the generation. So like Sonny would see some of you in there worshiping God and it would so encourage her and it's get her excited about who she could be and how she can worship God. Some of you boys could go into Threshold or Boomtown. And you know what we ask our, our kids' leaders to do? We just want them to play with kids. We're not asking you to go in there and teach them. We just want you to go in there and play with them. Be nice to them. Just high five them and encourage them. Some of you guys could go into those kids' classes and you could just hang out with those kids and High five them, be nice to them. And man, it would just make all the difference in the world. And it could be something that influences them towards the heart of God in a greater way. They have nothing to give you in return, but you know who will reward you? Jesus. I look at Jackson. He's a great example. Jackson started serving kids when he was in high school. And he started serving in my classes with me. And he started learning how to teach in there, learn how to lead in there. David Terry, you know, David was my worship leader in kids at Gateway Church. Before he was a worship leader here, he served in kids' ministry. And God rewarded him. He's faithful. These guys are both faithful with the small things. They were faithful, and God has rewarded them and blessed them. There's a reward that comes with honoring what God says we should honor. So I want to encourage you. In fact, I think tonight I'm inviting you and I'm encouraging you to really act on this and to help us out. And I, I, I want you to know, I didn't write this message to try to manipulate you into serving in kids. That's not the point. But I do think it's important that we take steps and we do whatever is in front of us. We take those natural steps and we watch God bless us as we take them and lead us in whatever it is he has. Did you guys get something out of this tonight? Would you bow your heads? Let me pray for you as we close out tonight. Lord, I just thank you for all of these these wonderful teenagers, God, I pray that this word would rest in their hearts, that you would help them to not just be hearers of this word, but to be doers of this word. That as they honor the authority that God has placed above them, around them, and below them, that, that Lord, as they walk that out, 
that the hand of God, the blessing of God would not be restrained from their life and that you would lead them and guide them to be who it is you've called them to be and to step into everything that you have for them on this earth and in the life to come ahead in heaven. We thank you for these things in Jesus' name, amen.